Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, all righty then. Happy, happy new year to everybody out there. Andrew Majorkirth is with us. Andrew, say hello to all the people. Happy new year. Hey, hey, hey. Can you believe it's been almost a month since we did our last podcast? I know, and I think it's been about a month since I talked to you last. It probably, it probably has been. Oh my gosh. we things, got a lot to catch have, up about. We do. Things have been a little busy. Things have been a little busy. Things have been a little uh, crazy. Uh, and, and we're not just talking politics. Things are just crazy in, in life in general. In, in general, yeah. Oh, boy. So anything exciting happened to you since uh, we talked last? Santa bring you something nice, uh, like a lump of coal or something? Or <laughs> Yeah, I got a couple of lumps of coal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want you to talk about your wife and your daughter that way. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been uh, busy, but nothing exciting, really. All right, all just, right. Just a, just a lot of boring old work. Boring old work. Well, I wish I could say the same thing. I had a little, uh, had a little experience. Had a little experience. We'll we'll talk about it here a little bit later. But uh, you know what they always say: stay positive, test negative. Yep. Yeah, I didn't listen to that. So yeah, you know, I know. Get you every time. It got me. It got me. It's it's it it got me. But uh, hey, we're here, and all is good. So uh, and you know what, Andrew. We're actually playing hockey in 2021. Some of us are. Some of us are. I know it's kind of kind of wild. Um, this is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry, of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. That other voice on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world. It's Andrew Majorkirth. He is the general manager for the University of Oklahoma hockey team, and he's also the lead ice technician Probably the sole ice technician at the Blazers Ice Center. Is that fair? Uh, oh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. That's a that's a fair assumption, right? There, there. we go. So, uh, and it's and it's been a while since we've since we've done this uh, podcast, but we figured, hey, you know what? New Year. What do they say? New Year, new me. Yep. New so, Year, new me. New, we- new Year, new pod. And we've had games, so we yeah. have we have a couple games to talk about. You know, in the WCHL, we have ten teams. And only one of them is playing. Missouri yeah. State. Congratulations to the Missouri State Ice Bears. You win so far. You win 2021. You are the only team out of ten in the Western Collegiate Hockey League that's playing hockey. Are you gonna Are you gonna take your uh, trophy from Arizona and drive it up to Missouri State and give it to them? I don't think that's gonna happen just yet. So <laughs> I think this is gonna end up being a lost year. And uh, yeah, just. Arizona will just get to hold on. You know, it's probably in some garage somewhere, you know, holding like a bunch of old rusty nails and uh, bolts and, you know, right. s- stuff like that. You know, what, what what's in your garage right now? Don't you have like an everything bucket? I do. I do. I'm hoping that thing's laying out in the desert somewhere, just <laughs> getting beat to death by the heat and the sand and all of that that's out there in the desert. What do they do to make you mad? Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah, uh, some Gila monsters living in it. That's that. What you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I hope they're getting their money's worth out of it out there. <laughs> that poor thing is going to come back rusted and broken and beat all the heck. Oh, but uh, no, the answer to that question, Andrew, is no. Missouri State, even though they're the lone team winning, uh, lone team playing, uh, they will uh, probably not get the WCHL trophy this year. I don't think we're going to yeah. be crowning a champion. Yeah, probably a smart move. Yeah. But Missouri State did start play this weekend. Um, you know, they practiced. They had something neat over the uh, over the fall. They did something called the Coaches Cup, where they just did yep. a, like an intra-squad, intra-squad scrimmage. But now they're actually playing other teams. And uh, last Friday and Saturday, they hosted the our favorite team to, to oh. beat up on, the Iowa State Cyclones. The, the Iowa State Cyclones. You you love them. Admit it. You're a you're a you're a closet fan of Iowa State. Yeah. What do they What do they say? It's a great place to go win from or win in. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they were in Springfield, Missouri, this past weekend. So uh, Missouri State did not win either one of the two games, but they were uh, both entertaining games. A, a rare uh, road sighting by the Cyclones. Can how you about be- that? How about that? Yeah. A rare. I like that. A rare road sighting. <laughs> now, <laughs> now give them credit. They got out on the road a little bit more now under this uh, current regime than they did under their previous regimes. Yeah, well, okay, we'll uh, we'll give them we'll give them some kudos. They go on the road sometimes. Yeah. Before yeah. before under Coach Murdoch, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not bagging on Coach Murdoch. He didn't have to travel, so he didn't. Whereas <laughs> now under Coach Fairman, they get out and about. They don't mind going on the road, and you know creating some little bit of camaraderie on the bus every every time i think about iowa state and i think it was you that that shared the song that i think it was the illinois guys put together and it was talking of and correct me if i'm wrong it was talking about the guys over at iowa state swinging from the rafters (laughs) you know what i'm talking about Uh, well i know the song i I mean i I know the saying i don't remember the song I think it was you that showed that showed me the song that somebody had made up, and it was talking about the Iowa State and the Illinois rivalry. I deny, I, I deny it all. Every time I every time I think hear about those guys, I think about that song that I that I heard. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Iowa State Cyclones they swung from the rafters of the Jordan Valley Ice Park here on Friday and Saturday, uh, January the eighth and ninth. And uh, kudos to Missouri State for actually uh, getting going. They're allowed 350 people in their barn as long as they mask up and pay the, uh, I guess, pay the ticket price. Yep. The, I'll, I'll tell you this, from looking at it online, it sure looked like there was a lot more than 350 people there. Because uh, there were still people, you know, standing up around the glass. There was not a whole lot of social distancing going on, but... Um, uh-huh. A lot of shoulder to shoulder. Oh yeah, but you know, hey, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they were. Hopefully, everyone was being as safe as possible. Yeah. You well, know, the the camera didn't zoom in on on all the people, so they could have been cardboard cutouts. That uh, yeah. You know, I I yeah. I don't know. I'm just just <laughs> saying. But uh, and and it could be that maybe it's 350 people in the stands and three another 350 people around the you know edge of the rink. Uh, yeah, the edge. It's not a very it's not a very big place once you get out of those stands. Yeah, yeah. It's not. But but, uh, but it looked like they had a lot of people there and a lot of uh, which is always good. The Missouri yeah. State folks always do a good job off the ice. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I bet 
but the people there and around the around the school and all that were glad to have something to go do. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Friday night, the Cyclones um, took Game One from Missouri State and uh, beat them six to four. They scored uh, two goals in every period and basically salted the game away there late in the third. It was a four to three game going into the third, and Iowa State scores two goals and. That was all she wrote. Missouri State got another goal to uh, late in the game, to uh, not late, but six minutes or so left in the game, yeah. and um, you know to make it a little bit closer. But it was six to four. <clears throat> Iowa State takes the uh, takes the win on Friday. Brady Griffin was in net for Missouri State. You know, it, it, it sure does seem as if Missouri State's goaltenders have been there for about uh, five or six years, doesn't it? I was going to say, it seems like they've been there for like 10 years. Yeah, Brady Griffin must be a fifth-year, uh, you know, a sixth, seventh-year senior maybe. Uh, yeah, it seems like those guys have been there forever. Bailey Stevens is still on the team. Um, so, uh, and, I, and I see they have another goaltender, Matthew Griffin. I wonder if that's Brady's brother. I'll have to ask if that's Brady's brother yeah. or not. Yeah, it's got to be. But uh, Brady was in net for the uh, for the loss on on Friday night, and uh, the nice thing, I guess, if there's a silver lining for Missouri State, it's that their um, they their Heinrich Lohman scores a couple of goals for he, he uh, yeah for the he, Ice Bears. He lit it up, that's for sure. Yeah, what Missouri State goes one for four on the power play or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Iowa State, though, the, you know, they, they ended up scoring two power play goals. So two is greater than one. Yeah, in, in my book it is. Yeah, and the other thing that, that happened, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's indicative with, with Iowa State, you, we give them a, a bunch of grief, we give them a bunch of heck, uh, but they play a fairly, not, not a clean game, but they don't get penalized a lot. And unfortunately, Missouri State gave them a little too yeah. many penalties, too many power plays. Yeah, and I, I was kind of surprised with Iowa State coming out and scoring six goals on Friday night. Yeah, so I remember. Remember talking to their coach last year, and uh, you know he was griping. He said, "You know, I got a bunch of hard workers, but I've got a bunch of kids that don't know how to put the puck in the net." Looks like he found them, huh? It looks like he found something, right? Yeah. Can you imagine six goals on one night, and then the following night uh, on Saturday night, it was, was a uh, yeah, it was a little bit closer game. It was five four was the final yeah. score, but it went to a shootout. It was tied four to four at the end. How about this, Andrew? Did I, I forgot to ask you? Did you watch any of these games? No, I I meant to watch Friday night's game, and then got busy and tied up and. By the time I remembered it, it was already too late, and I was like, "Ah, so Uh-oh. be it." Uh oh. Yeah. Well, I I got to watch a little bit of a little bit of both, and uh, Saturday night's game was kind of fun. I turned it on, and Missouri State had just scored a their third goal of the uh, second period to take a three to nothing lead, and I thought, "Man, wow, look at this! The Ice Bears are turning it around." Yeah. And then what happens? Just what we talked about. They gave uh, Iowa State some uh, some penalties. Actually, they gave some Iowa State. Missouri State took penalties. They're giving Iowa State the power plays, and uh, all of a sudden, before uh, you could blink, a three to nothing lead in the second period was a four to three deficit. Iowa State led four to three going into the third period. It's like whoa, holy smokes! Yeah, and it makes you it makes you wonder how many of these uh, you know was the Arizona State that came back from a huge deficit last last. Season? 
early last season, maybe yep. up there at Missouri State. Yep, erased a big. Makes you wonder if that's a trend or if that's just a couple isolated incidents or what. What's the true story there? I don't know. I mean, you could just look at the uh, at the penalties. You know, on uh, on Friday night um, penalties. Uh, here, let's see. Here. On Friday night, Iowa State ended up taking three penalties. What I, Missouri State took seven. One of them yeah. was a ten minute misconduct. One of them was a game misconduct. So I guess they took five five penalties to three. Um, yeah, yeah. That one Friday night was a was a two minute high sticking that turned into a ten in a game quickly. Yeah. And then you look on. Uh, you look on Saturday night. I was uh, Missouri State takes twelve penalties, uh, all minors, and then you take uh, Iowa State took seven, and one of them was a major with a uh, with a DQ, so really six. Um, so you know, I, I tell you what, I, I watched the game on on Saturday, and it was it was a fun little affair. Missouri State Nikita Solnikov now wearing number fifteen. Oh, you know, I take it back. He <clears throat> it was a uh, Loman again took the assist from Solnikov. Yeah. Um, Solnikov is still wearing 15, or now wearing 15. I guess he's uh, his, that big, he used to wear something like in the 50s or something. Yeah. Um, but now he's wearing 15, and he fed Loman. Loman scores his third goal of the weekend to tie the yes, game up. You know, which was kind of nice. But um, I was afraid for Missouri State because they have a freshman who took a double minor with two minutes to go in overtime. Yeah. I'm probably going to butcher the kid's name. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. Yeah, Jacob Wythop, something like that. That's, that I was going to say Wythop. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, I felt for the kid um, because uh, he put Missouri State in a bad spot for, uh, you know, the last two minutes and almost three minutes of, uh, of overtime. And uh, I thought for sure, oh, no, here we go. They, they were able to kill it off. They were able to kill it off and get it to a shootout. The game went to a shootout, and what an epic shootout it was. And, you know, in the ACHA, we play five minutes of three-on-three overtime hockey. Then we go to a three-person shootout if we're still tied after the overtime. And then if we're still tied after uh, the three-person shootout, we go to a sudden-death shootout, you know, shooter for shooter. Yep. And this thing went eight rounds. Eight rounds. It was a, it was a nail-biter. Yeah. Did you have to stop in the middle and get a snack? <laughs> I put it on pause. I said, hold on for a second there. Let me get yeah, the ice cream out. Hang on a second. Let me get the Ben and Jerry's out there. So, uh, yeah, but the shootout itself went 5-4. to four. It was uh, Iowa State scores in the eighth round. Missouri State did not. And so Iowa State won the shootout 5-4, to four, which gives them the game by the score of 5-4. to four. Uh, But, boy, what a what a heck of a way, way to start the weekend off. Yeah. I, you know, there's some there's some positives to be taken out of it. I think for uh, Coach Loft there, you know, Loman, yeah, scoring three goals on the weekend, getting Salnikov, getting production out of him right off the bat. You know, there's they got some things to work on, but they've also got some positives here to to build off of. So yeah, yep. The uh, we also talked about um, uh, that they have a new goaltender, Matthew Griffin. We don't know if that's Brady's little brother or or what, but he was actually. He, he took over for Bailey Stevens after, you know, Bailey Stevens let in the four goals uh, there in the second period. And so Matthew Griffin came in and stoned him, except for, uh, uh, stoned him the rest of the way, except for in the shootout. Yeah, except in the shootout, yeah. Played almost 30 minutes, 18 shots, 18 yeah. saves. Yeah, not bad, not bad. 
So, uh, anyways, what a heck of a weekend. So, the Missouri State goes 0-1-1, technically on the weekend. Hey, let me ask you this. This was an interesting question, and I I just want to get your perspective to see. Um, So, we have goalie Bailey Stevens starts the game, gets uh, pulled midway through the second period after letting in four goals, and Matthew Griffin takes over the rest of the game. Okay. Who is the uh, who gets the who gets the loss and who gets the uh, yeah I guess who would get the win? We know that the Iowa State goaltender got the win. Yeah. Um. But uh, who who takes the loss? Yeah, I don't know. I, I know the I know I know how the rule book works and whoever's in net at the end of the game takes the takes the loss. Yeah. I had that question posed to me over the weekend, and uh, um, it turns out we. I, it's kind of like the same same uh, rule you use for uh, major league pitcher, pitchers in baseball. Whoever's on the mound, whenever the winning run is scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was whoever was in net whenever the winning goal is scored. Yeah. And so unfortunately, it meant that Mr. Griffin, uh, he was in net during the shootout, so took the, he took, took the, the loss. loss. Yeah. Even though he didn't, he only let in technically one goal. So kind of wild. Yeah, yeah it stinks. It stinks, but hey, I thought yeah. it was kind of wild. Yep. So, yeah. if, so there you go. Uh, kind of, kind of wild. So, um, Missouri State goes oh one and one on the weekend. But uh, hey, congratulations to them. That's uh, that leads the Western Collegiate Hockey League uh, because nobody else is playing. Quick, quickest, quickest podcast in our history. Right <laughs> We're done. done. See you later. Bye bye. See, see you guys here, later. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to play my little uh, "Shut Up and Let Me Go" music. Right there we yeah. go. All right, we're out of here. See you later. All right, never mind, never mind. Uh, yeah, you're not, you guys aren't that lucky. <laughs> Missouri, State, Missouri State won't be that lucky either because, oh boy, this weekend, uh, weekend number two of play, they go to Lindenwood to take on the fighting zombos of Lindenwood. That, that's all right. It's like we always say, catch those guys early. I don't know. Um, in our, uh, you know, some other, some other teams are playing, and Lindenwood got going this past weekend too, and they waxed their opponent seven to one and six to nothing. Who'd they? Ooh, they played. Who'd they play? Do you remember? Yeah, of course I remember. They played uh, Maryville out of the B conference. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, Maryville. Um, uh, so, anyways, yeah, Maryville. In fact, Maryville has played four games so far here in January. They played two against McKendry. They won both of those, including one today, earlier today. We're taping this on Wednesday, uh, January 13th. So they beat McKendry 4-3. to three. They beat McKendry today 2-1. to one, And then they lost to Lindenwood 7-1 and 6 nothing. Oh. Yeah. So knowing that, Andrew, we're going to lean on you for some predictions. Missouri State at Lindenwood at the Centene Ice Center in St. Louis on Friday at 7 o'clock, Saturday afternoon at 3 Give me a prediction. I uh, I'm calling a split. I think Missouri State waltzes in on Friday and gets one. Yeah, and then uh, Lindenwood will get their act together and come back and steal it on Saturday. Woo! Look at you. Look at you. You're saying the big team is going down. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think you get those guys on the first game, and then uh, yeah, and then go from there. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope Missouri State uh, is able to, uh, you know, if they if they keep the penalties down and if they can uh, right. just focus on playing hockey, because Lindenwood's got a deadly power play. Yeah, I was going to say, if you go up there and give those guys 12 power plays, you're going to get shellacked, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I give Coach Zombo a hard time, 
but the one thing uh, he 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 plays to win, and he does not mind stepping on your uh, stepping on your neck and not letting you up for sixty minutes. Hey, nothing nothing wrong with it. Well, yeah, not, and, and I don't you know don't mean that in a bad way. I'm in a literal way or, or in the literal sense. I just mean that he doesn't care about winning one to nothing or winning a hundred and one to nothing. He yeah, just wants no. he he's playing until the clock reads zero. Hey, I think uh, I think all of us want to be in that situation and, and have that same uh, same success, don't we? Yeah. Well, it's you know it's it's kind of a double edged sword. You know, it kind of cuts both ways sometimes. See, we've, and, we've uh, been on the people been on the receiving end of those butt kickings, and we've uh, been on the giving end of those butt kickings. Yep. Got to you got to be able to take it as much as you can receive it, right? Yeah, well, let's hope Missouri State doesn't get either. Let's hope they they get to give and not receive. Let's hope they That's don't right. they don't take a take a beating. So Andrew's predicting a split. I, I hope, am. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. That'll be interesting. The nice thing is, um, Lindenwood's having issues, I guess, with their broadcast uh, uh, folks. So Steve Casson from Web Sports Radio, Missouri State's uh, captive broadcaster, he'll be up there doing the games on uh, this oh, weekend. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. He always does a good job. So he does. Yeah. Very All, nice. right. All right. Well, Andrew, give us the update really quick on what's going on with your team, the Oklahoma Sooners. We're we're still holding steady, status quo. Yeah. They, uh, our school does not plan on updating their uh, stance on COVID anytime soon. So we're just kind of here. So are you are you practicing? We're not. We're not. Some of the some of the kids are starting to trickle back in. I've uh, I've been I've been seeing more of the kids coming and going out of the rink now since they're getting back finally and getting started. Yeah. So I think school starts Monday, maybe. So they're they're starting to they're starting to trickle in and all that. So okay, yeah, we're just kind of just kind of holding steady. We've been in talks with the school and all that, and a couple couple of folks over there trying to trying to make things happen. But our biggest our biggest fight, and and I know a couple of the other schools are this way, is they're tied in with student life, student organization. So it doesn't, there's not a real difference between, you know, the chess club and the hockey team or the, or the rugby or lacrosse teams, right? They're all lumped in together. Uh-huh. So they don't, they don't really care that we tested all of our kids every two weeks and we only did a month's worth of team practice and, and did all the social distancing and have all the contact tracing from our kids and all this. They don't really care because it's, and I, and I get where they're coming from. It's. You know, if they let us continue on with normal activity, then they've got to let the chess club and the and the Spanish club and and all the rest of them continue on as normal. So they don't want to put themselves in that position. And you know, I unfortunately for us, I don't blame them. I wish it was different, but it's not. Yeah, it's kind of the situation we find ourselves in, right? Yep. Until there's a vaccine that's readily available, and it's coming, but it's just not coming. Uh, quick enough to uh, salvage this season, I think, for most. Yeah, I, I think it's getting it's going to be getting late enough now that I think a lot of teams are just going to have to pack it in and start planning for next year. Yeah. Well, when's the uh, is is Oklahoma? Uh, are, is do you have a like a, a date or something like that for the pack it in date, or are you just going to try to try to uh, hold on as long as you can? Uh, I think kind of our. You know, kind of unofficially, I think our pack-in date's somewhere around February, you know, mid-February. Okay. So, 
you know, we, we know that there's still quite a bit of time between mid-February and, and the time nationals are set to begin. That's right. Nationals going to happen in April, I think it's April 16th through the 20th or 15th through yeah. the 20th, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, so we know we have, there's plenty of time there. So there's there's still plenty of time to keep fighting at it and, and try to make something happen. So good, good. We're going to, we're going to get the kids together once everybody that's, that's coming back in town gets back. We're going to get the kids back on the ice a little bit here and there and try to keep them engaged and, uh, and keep working at it. Very nice. I hope your school doesn't make uh, the kids start up on Monday. That's a federal holiday, you know, so uh, That's, maybe they'll give them the day, that day off. They'll start yeah, the day yeah. after Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's it's coming up next week sometime, I believe. I know I know that, I know that OU is hardcore, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. let's let's talk about some of the other schools. Um, Colorado State is officially done for the, uh, for the semester. They've been told that they're not going to be able to play. Um, uh, Arizona State has been told that they can't play. So um, there's two of the ten that are out. Yep. Um, Colorado officially is uh, on pause until um, until uh, February 1st. However, um, very unofficially, um, I've been I've been told very unofficially that they're gonna. It's unlikely that they're gonna be able to play anyways. Yeah. They're- um, Utah's kind of in, in the same holding pattern, uh, very unofficially though, kind of like Oklahoma. Um, it's just not likely. UNLV says that they're going to try to play, but, um, that they're not going to play a, any, oh, excuse me, they're not going to play any conference schedule. Um, really? yeah, that they're going to, I don't know who they're going to try to play. I'll have to get in touch with coach Greener and see what his, uh, who he has, um, uh, in mind, I guess, for who he's going to try to play. I know he had some Illinois and Minot and Jamestown games on the on the schedule originally, so I just don't know if that's where he's going to focus there. Yeah, I was kind of surprised not to see those guys playing already. Yeah, well, you know, um, that's 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 a that's an interesting situation because Las Vegas. I just saw an article recently that said that Las Vegas was one of the places that was that has been hit the hardest because of the pandemic. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, and it's you know they're they're open for business, but you know they're Nobody's. also yeah nobody not a whole lot of people are coming, and they're not reporting all their uh, their numbers because they don't want to scare people off. Yeah, so it's just kind of a, a a double whammy out there. You know they're they're open for business, but nobody's coming, and COVID is there, uh, even though they're not reporting it. So uh, I think Vegas UNLV is just kind of stuck in a tough spot. Um, I know that they presented a, uh, a proposal uh, or like a return-to-play protocol, if you will, to their school to get them to play. It was like 31 pages long, I was told. Um, so who knows if the school is uh, similar to what you just described with the uh, University of Oklahoma or if uh, they're, you know, they're a little bit more receptive. But um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But really – Really, if you think about it, and and you use a little common sense when you're thinking about this, who in their right mind is going to sign off on some on some return to play protocol? Who's who's going to put their name on it? And then these kids get off in a bus somewhere, and one of them gets sick, and something unfortunate happens. Yeah. And then all all eyes are staring back at that one person that signed off on these protocols. Yeah. You know, it's. Who's who in their right mind is going to do that? You know, it's it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Oh, it totally does. It is, especially at the sports club level. 
Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath on UNLV. Let's hope. Let's cross our fingers, but let's not hold our breath. And then that leaves three other schools, UCO, Arizona, and Grand Canyon University. UCO, um, I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's out there. Um, UCO and Arizona have come up with a, uh, a return-to-play protocol when, uh, which uh, teams are going to have to follow in order for uh, them to be able to play either Arizona or UCO. Um, the, the issue that we're currently having now is that UCO has a, has a different requirement in place from their university administration. They need a sign-off, just what you were talking about, Andrew. Um, they need a sign-off on that return-to-play protocol from a very high-level university administrator, not just a, uh, you know, the, the rec services or the sports club guy. Yeah. They, they want it from like the tippy top of the, uh, of the spectrum and, I don't know how realistic that is. Yeah, who's uh, gonna who's gonna sign their name? Who's gonna put their name on something like that? Yeah, and then uh, Arizona's just um, Arizona has uh, they don't have that that additional requirement of requiring university signature, but they um, you know they're kind of out there by themselves, and so um, so yeah. the chances UCO is trying to find opponents, and I know that they've got a couple of nibbles from some teams locally. And when I say locally, I mean from like the St. Louis area that might yeah. might be a possibility. Um, I think what's going to happen with Arizona and Grand Canyon is um, Grand Canyon has just been authorized to to uh, start practicing, and I think both of those schools are going to hold off until late February sometime in March to play a series of games against one another. I don't think that either one of those schools is going to be allowed to leave the state of Arizona. Yeah. So, so kind of battle it out. Yeah. The- they, they might just get a series of four or six games going against one another and seeing if they can't make the best out of a bad situation and yeah. at least do something. So that's kind yeah. of where things stand here with the WCHL. It's kind of a weird, uh, weird it's, deal. Uh, it's a- it's very weird. We we were going to have ourselves a uh, a conference tournament, but we had to cancel that. Um, yeah, dis- disappointing. Yep, because the uh, the the ACHA men's division one canceled or not, didn't cancel, but changed their format around for their uh, for their postseason. In fact, they haven't even said it yet, but they they changed it around from a playoff winner only invite to uh something else that uh might just be based on computer rankings so we had uh, we were for a couple of months there we had a wchl playoff in place which was kind of exciting yeah um, it, was, it was maybe but, maybe maybe we'll circle back to it one of these days maybe 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 i mean it was kind of tempting but uh but yeah so missouri state congratulations yeah, you're, you, you win. guys are the winners. You know, yeah, you're the winners. I got a little concerned. I saw the uh, the the newspaper report today in the Standard by Stephen Terrell, who is a the 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 writer for the local Springfield paper who follows Missouri State, and he does a really he does an excellent job keeping up with uh, with Missouri State. But at the end of his uh, recap of the Iowa State weekend, it, there was a little blurb, and it said um, league trouble. Or, huh. or or league, it, it said some yeah you know, like league trouble, um, and it you know and I and I was like well wait a second our our conference yeah, isn't no, in trouble what's, there's no trouble <laughs> what's this talking about and then I read yeah. the I read the you know what he said and he basically just said what we talked about that Missouri State's the only one out of ten teams playing and that as a result Missouri State's playing a, a schedule that's basically uh, that is non WCHL that's basically the B conference and 
um, uh, the Central States League. And uh, so, you know, my, my, I was mildly offended for a split second, and then I thought, well, you know, you know, he probably doesn't write the headlines, but also it's, he's not wrong. You know, no. the, while the league isn't in trouble, we're just not playing. Yeah, just not playing. No trouble. We just have COVID trouble, and that's it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? All right, Andrew. <laughs> hey, let's listen to a horn or something, and um, then let's come back. We'll talk about what's going on in the ACHA, and, uh, yeah, I'll talk about our little COVID fun. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm-hmm. for hook like this, mm-hmm. and uh, for spear, you know, like that, mm-hmm. all bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. I figured, Andrew, we ought to play that because, uh, hey, the NHL gets started today. They felt shame for a little while, and now they're playing. They did feel some shame. Yeah, I got Maybe. any. Uh, I know we always lean on you for predictions. Do you have any? Uh, um, who's your dark horse? Who's your who's your front runner? Who's the the team you're going to look to right now? It's the way too early. Andrew predictions for the Stanley Cup. Who's going to lift it this year? Oh, I don't know. A lot of changes. Uh, uh, quite a few changes out there in uh, Tampa. So I don't think those guys are going to get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm going to go Vegas. Really? Vegas? All right. All right. I'm going to well, Vegas. put it down. Even though I'm a Boston Bruins fan, I don't think they're, uh, I don't think they're going to, I would love for the Bruins to do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm leaning at Colorado Avalanche this year. So I think the Avs might be able to pull something off. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Vegas. They've, they've made some noise this off season and all that. So. All right. All yeah. right. Well, hey, as I said, uh, when we were talking about the games playing, there were some other teams that all also played in the ACHA. Andrew, in the fall, only eight teams were able to play games. And we've already doubled, well, not doubled that, but we've uh, we've increased that number by 50% because with uh, Missouri State and Lindenwood and Maryville and McKendree playing, we now have 12 teams playing right now. Oh. 12 of 72. Uh- I think I didn't. I say fifteen. Fifteen. I, we we Commissioner Brian Moran and myself we counted them up, and I think we're gonna if the teams that have committed to play actually play. I think we're gonna be getting somewhere around nineteen or twenty. Yeah, I remember you saying I went fifteen. I think I went twelve to fifteen on my prediction. Yeah, and you, and you went sixteen to twenty. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Uh, it'll be interesting. So far, I'm the winner. You owe me dinner. <laughs> All right, let's go get a Guadalajara from Uncle Julio's. <laughs> yeah, Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a plug for you. Yeah, there you go. That's, I know, I needed a plug. That's what I'm. <laughs> boy, yikes! All right, well, that's a whole other story. Yes, it is. The um, so, like I said, let's see. Maryville played. Maryville's played four games. They started on January. What's today? January the sixth is when they started, and they played four games in a week. So that's a lot of games in a week. It's a lot of games. They beat McKendry four to three um, uh, on January the sixth. They beat McKendry t- earlier today. They're playing games at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Can you believe that? That's all right. Kids probably aren't in school yet. Yeah. They're probably just 
hanging around. Might as well play hockey. Yeah, the ice is open apparently. So uh, so they beat McKendry today two to one. And then, like I said, they took two lumps uh, on the head from uh, Lindenwood seven to one and six to zero. Welcome back to reality for the uh, Maryville yeah. Saints. Well, welcome back to earth. Yeah, but uh, you know what? They got a good little team. It's kind of fun to watch. Um, today's, uh, today's game, uh, was at McKendry and they had to broadcast it the old fashioned way, Andrew, it was radio. Really? Yeah. There was no audio. I mean, there was no video at all. So I felt like I was back in like the fifties uh, or sixties listening to the game on a transistor radio. Yeah. yeah here, comes, the- here comes major <laughs> Kurth around the corner. You hear? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like, oh no. Next thing you know, there's gonna, someone's going to break out a Tommy gun and start shooting or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Good, so good times. Midland and uh, Jamestown played over the weekend as well, and uh, uh, that was that was kind of interesting. Um, Midland and uh, actually Jamestown, I think, beat them in both games. Um, uh, I know they beat them the first time. It was uh, God. The, the scores are going to escape me here, but it's like the first game was. It got very close. It was like uh, let's say four to three. And then all of a sudden, Jamestown just scored, rips off like four goals in a row. So before oh, you blink, it was like eight to three. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was beating. That was Friday night, and then on Saturday night, um, um, you'll love this. You'll love this. Midland is down um, four to three in the game, and they pull the goaltender with like two minutes to go. Jamestown scores an empty netter to make it six to three. Right? No, to yeah. make it five to three. I'm sorry. Five three. Yeah. Five three. Uh, they start the they start restart the game. Midland pulls the goaltender again, and then they score. So now it's five four. <laughs> so they restart the game again. Midland pulls the goaltender again, and Jamestown scores another empty netter, and wins wins the game six to four. How hey. about that? Two, two empty netters and the winning goal in the empty netter or the winning goal that ends up uh, the fifth goal ends up being an empty net goal. You know, I don't think they, I don't think they ask if you, uh, if you lost by one or if you lost by a hundred. Yeah. So, so I like that philosophy. You know, what's the, what's the big deal if you're going to lose four to three, what's the difference in losing four, three or six, three. If you, yeah. If you tackle an empty netters, you know. Yeah, sometimes you just wonder if you're out coaching yourself, though, right? I I like I like it. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? They don't ask. They don't ask how many. They just ask how. They just ask how. That's right. So what's the difference? Waldorf is going to uh, resume play a little bit later on. I think they're going to McKendry. I I forget. I you know the schedules are just so screwed up nowadays. Andrew. Yeah, it's hard to remember. Well, yeah, in 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 it's it's just an absolute mess. The schedule that we thought all the teams were going to play with in December has been. Um, I know that teams were scrambling the week bef- uh, between uh, Christmas and New Year's to to re- redo a bunch of games because some teams all of a sudden had, uh, like for instance, McKendry. McKendry can only play uh, against their administration is requiring them to only play against teams that are testing weekly, at least really? weekly. Yeah. So if you can't, if you're not testing on a regular basis, you're not playing. You're not playing them, and if you or and you know you can, McKendry will will play you if you agree to test the week that they play you. Yeah, and you don't have to test the rest of the time. 
Um, and so, you know, that's causing issues with Midland and Waldorf because those teams don't test weekly. Uh, they're testing at the Midland is testing at the beginning of the semester. And then uh, as, as, as you develop symptoms, then you get tested, but they're not requiring, you know, they're doing other measures, daily temperature checks and uh, stuff like that uh, to, to mitigate uh, yeah. the, the, the COVID. Waldorf is just testing if you, uh, they, they had COVID run through their system in the, uh, run through their program in the fall. So they're just testing on an as-needed basis if you develop systems, uh, I mean, sim- symptoms. So uh, it's just weird. Uh, everyone's schedule is having to be, uh, it's thrown up. You know, Missouri State went from having 16 games against all Western Collegiate League teams to now having, Dude. you know, I think 20 games against non-WCHL yeah, teams. Yeah, just against whoever, yeah. Yeah, because I know they're playing, they've, they've already played Iowa State, they're going to Iowa State, they've got Lindenwood home and home. And uh, they've got Midland and Maryville uh, on their schedule. And uh, I think they even have a McKendry on their schedule. So uh, kind of interesting. So, uh, so yeah, and then we've got the other teams that are out there are the uh, Jamestown. We've already mentioned them, Minot State, um, the uh, Central States League, Ohio, um, and Roosevelt are supposed to also get underway. Roosevelt is the former Robert Morris College out of Chicago. Um, the funny thing with them is they're only allowed to play games as long as they don't have to stay overnight. So they're not, they're only really going to play home games. Yeah. They're not going to travel anywhere. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, and then, um, let's see here, Indiana tech, a bunch of teams from the, from the, what's called the WAC, the WHAC are going to try to play Indiana tech, Cleary, Lawrence tech, a bunch of teams, uh, Aquinas, teams out of Mi- out of the Michigan times. They were available to play in the in the fall, allowed to play in the fall, but they just couldn't pull it off. And so only Indiana Tech was able to play. Um, uh, so hopefully some of those other teams will play. Adrian is also playing, and Liberty is also playing, and that's it right now. So that's I think that's going to get you to your nineteen. Yeah, pretty pretty close, right? Yeah, you got four teams out of the B conference, four teams out of the Central States League, uh, maybe six or seven out of that whack. You've got the two independents, Minot, Jamestown. You've got um, Liberty and Adrian, and then Missouri State. So uh, I think it was seven of the seven of the nine uh, conferences are have some have at least one team playing. Missouri State being the one from the Western League and like Liberty being the one from the Eastern League and Adrian being the one from the Great Lakes League. So kind of kind of crazy. It's a, it's a messed up situation, that's for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, this time next week, we could be talking about how half of these teams have had to, had to cancel. No yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, we never, you never know. Nationals are still set for April of 2021. We just don't know where it's going to be. Last time we spoke, it was either Minot or Maryville, and it's still Minot or Maryville. Why not? Why not Minot? Well, I can tell you why not. It's because it's too dang far away. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm, my guess is it's going to be Maryville. Yeah. Um, especially if the Liberties, Adrians, the Ohios of the world get going. Yeah, they need to they need to keep it as centrally located as possible. Yeah, yeah. In in Maryville, the Maryville University Hockey Center is a, a great little arena, so um, they they'll do a they'll do an excellent job. That, yeah, that would be my guess. I'd be I could be surprised, but my guess is there's going to be an announcement here probably by the end of the month that it's going to Maryville. Yeah, well, Maryville's got good leadership and all that stuff. So, well, yeah, they 
They're they co- do great with it. The commissioner for that conference is awesome. I'm telling you that. Oh, He's the yeah, best. Let me, let me tell you what I think about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the ACHA recently announced that their annual meeting um, is going to be virtual. Um, so no, you know, the, the smart listeners to this podcast knew that already. Um, but, you know, it was officially announced um, earlier this week that the meeting was going to be virtual. Yeah. Um, my guess is, is, Andrew, is that it's going to be just like it was last year um, in that uh, Craig Barnett, the executive director of the ACHA, he'll, he'll, he'll hold a Zoom session where he basically gives his report about what happened this year. And then, and then done. Yeah, and then done. And then there'll be another similar Zoom session with the ACHA treasurer, Jim Martin, where he gets to talk about, you know, the dire financial, you know, grim picture that this past year was for the ACHA. Um, I know there's proposals, um, you know, last year, you know, there were proposals and stuff that, uh, I guess were submitted for the general session and the ACHA wisely just said, Hey, you know what, we got to, we got to bump all this by a year. Um, you know, until we can meet in person again, because that's how we do things in person. And, uh, my sense is, is that that's what's going to happen again this year is that they'll probably just bump everything again until 2022. Um, now this year is supposed to be an election year for officers, you know, for the, for the board of directors and stuff. But my guess is they're just going to sit there and say, Hey, this is a pandemic yeah, or can't get together. Nothing happened. So we're just bumping yeah. everything, including the election until next year. And yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. I, you know, there'll be some people that belly ache, but they'll get over it pretty quick. It's, it's well, better than holding the election, you know, online and virtually, you know, because we've we've been saying for years that you know we have the 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 bylaws require that we meet in person, and if we you know go around that and do everything virtually, well then, you know, there's never any need to meet in person ever again. No, don't if you do it. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, little a little common sense goes a long way. Yeah, but if you're not meeting in person, you know, you don't get a true feel for everything. Really, what's nothing's happened this year at all? Really, what's well? And with, waiting another couple months. Yeah, and with so many teams not playing, yeah, and, it's you know, it just doesn't make sense. And and you probably don't know off the top of your head, but there's only twelve of the D one teams playing right now. Mm-hmm. Out of the five hundred and some odd teams total, you know how many are playing? Yeah, well, less than a hundred. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's fair to say right now, right now, Andrew, less than fifty. Total. I was gonna. I was gonna say less than less than ten percent of your teams. Yeah, are, are probably playing. So this is pretty much a mute season. Like, in a, let's just, yeah, a lot of those teams haven't move on. A lot of those teams, especially at the lower divisions, haven't even paid their their dues or the sustaining dues. So it's you know the ACHA has basically said, dude, if you can't play, you can't play. So yeah, you know what are you gonna do? So I yeah. I, th- I think that's how it's going to turn out. I I don't know anything. I don't know that anything has been made official on that. That's just a educated guess on my end. But um, for sure, we will not be going to Naples this year. And for sure, um, um, there will be some sort of. I think it'll be like a town hall, more of a more of a thing, as opposed to a actual get together. Let's vote on these proposals and these you know yeah. elected positions. Yeah. We'll we'll do all that next year. Should yeah, the virtual meeting should be short and sweet. Should be, and and you know, if anyone wants to bitch and moan and say that, uh, hey, these people are trying to get another year out of out of service, 
you know, uh, by bumping the election for another year. Trust me, there's, uh, you know, that that's no prize. So, uh, you know, and, and, and yeah. really, I mean, nobody's playing. So really, should this count as a year of service? Well, yeah, like it's not counting as a year of eligibility. So, uh, yeah, what, what, yeah, it's not really counting. Yeah. Hey, um, one one other thing that we talked about beforehand, um, the ACHA is making the big move to uh, for its scoring system from the terrible scoring system that we currently um, see on the Intergrass website to <laughs> something uh, provided by Hockey Tech. It's the league stats program provided by Hockey Tech, and I can say this, I can give a little update, it's pretty damn slick. I. I like the score sheet that I that you sent me today. The, that I printed out. Yep, yep. We have now. Now I don't know when it's going to go live. Okay. In fact, I asked that question earlier today of the executive director, and I got crickets in return. <laughs> um, probably because he's sick and tired of listening to me, or or yeah, or me asking like, questions. I, I couldn't imagine that. But uh, I tell you, from the <laughs> from the back end of things. Um, it's, it's lickety split and it's yeah, pretty good. Pretty smooth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome, Andrew. I mean, it calculates, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it takes all the information that we have. It calculates, uh, you know, power plays, it calculates, it, you know, accumulates goals throughout the season. So you can tell if this is Andrew's 15th goal of the year or. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Just, you know, you sent me the score sheets from the Missouri state game this weekend. And first thing I noticed is the way it had it, the breakdown on it was way easier to decipher what happened. Yep. And then I then I look at the uh, scoring columns and it gives you next to kid, the kids' names how many goals they have on the on the season right there. Like you don't have to go. Like it's going to elevate the level of our podcast. Yeah, it, it has already. <laughs> look at, look at oh, it. Yeah. it has already. Yeah, look at there. The only issue is um, um, what I, I can tell you for the for the we today's Wednesday. We got I got access to the system on Saturday, and since Saturday, myself and Brian Moran have been um, going into the system, and we've scored all the games that have been played. Well, like this past week, all the games that we've just talked about, including the game today, they've already been scored into the system, so they're there. But we, he and I also have gone back and we put in all the 22 games, or 24, I think there were 22 games uh, that were actually played in the fall. And so yeah. we've put all of those games into the schedule too. Yeah, I could tell you, I could tell that somebody had done that because some of the Iowa State kids had six or seven goals on the season so far. Yep, yep. So... Pretty, pretty slick. Yeah, so it's um, it's it's a lot better than the uh, than the product that we that we currently have up on the ACHU website. Now, when does that transition happen? Uh, I don't know. I would have thought it should have happened, you know, a week ago, but um, I don't make the rules. I I have asked who's doing the mind meld between you know the current Intergrass website and the Hockey Tech stats. And so I, I know who's doing that, and it's someone from Hockey Tech and two people from Intergrass and oh boy, one person from the ACHA, and yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Oh I did. I'll tell you this. You know, the shootout game, I got in trouble, Andrew. This is a little inside <laughs> baseball here. I got in trouble um, because when I went to go score the shootout game on Saturday, I couldn't – there was no place for me to put a shootout. 
you know, so really? everything ended as a four to four tie. And I was like, well, this, no, that can't be no freaking way. Right. So, uh, anyways, uh, shoot an email off to the hockey tech folks. I get an email back five minutes later. It says, oh yeah, you just tick this button and boom, automatically a shootout shows up. Right. There you go. So I tick that button, automatically shootout shows up. Bob's your uncle, and man, I've got a shootout where I can put there. it in there. Eight eight rounds, Iowa State wins five to four. And by the, God. And then I got screamed at by the director of, or the assistant director of hockey operations and the uh, the mother superior of the ACHA, apparently, uh, him and his yardstick <laughs> of discipline, um, just came and wrapped me on the knuckles for unilaterally ticking the shootout box without uh, without talking about it beforehand because there are teams or conferences at other divisions that you know don't use a shootout, so they have to have their games end in a tie. And I said, hey, you know what? Well, then what do you do about the games that end in a shootout? Yeah, well, I, I said, look, I said, lucky for you, if you want your game to end in a tie, you don't have to use the shootout button. Just let it sit and end in a tie, Nimrod. Yeah. But yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. And what? and let's just get one thing clear. Ending a game in a tie is for losers. Uh, you know. I mean, seriously. I'm, I'm right there with you. But the, apparently at these lower divisions, they only get like an hour and a half or two hours uh, to play hockey. And they don't have time to jam in a shootout, so yeah, I understand. I understand that aspect of it. I but. don't. I don't. That's weak sauce. Come on, a shootout does. Unless you're just a bunch of total benders, a shootout doesn't take more than five minutes. Uh, you could do a three-man shootout and have it done pretty quick, in my opinion. But. Yes. Yes, but you get all these clowns. You get these clowns at these lower divisions that like to, uh, you know, play like they're, you know, the next NHL superstars and celebrate and, you know, go tap Ending. the glass and. Ending ending games in a tie is no different than getting a participation trophy, so I don't I don't like any of it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so, all right, hey. Um, so, like I said, I ended up. Uh, I I let's let's come come clean here. My New Year's resolution was not to get COVID, uh, but I tested positive on New Year's. Yeah, yeah. sad trombone. Yeah. So, uh, so I've already done the isolation. That was fun. And, um, I got to, uh, I've cleaned up my little corner here in my bedroom for about a week. So that was uh, no bueno. So you got, so you got it on the first, so you're free from jail tomorrow. Actually, actually, no, no. Hey, how about this? I've talked to the Oklahoma state department of health. They actually called me, which was really scary. Because I'm like, oh, why are you calling me? Yeah. Um, my, my symptoms first developed on uh, at least the first day I could remember was December 30th. It was the night of the Oklahoma football game, playing in the bowl game against Florida. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so they calculated and they said, okay, yeah, your 10 days was up last Friday. Um, and, but then I told them that I had um, I had received a second positive test since then. And they said, oh, well, then just hold off for the rest, through the rest of this weekend, which was last weekend. And then they cleared me to go back to work on uh, Monday, this past Monday. Oh, so boy. I was out of COVID jail on, uh, on Monday, finally. So you've been free for a couple of days, huh? Free for a couple of days. And man, I just, I've been staying away. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've still uh, got a little, still got a little persistent cough. Um, but, um, the fatigue is gone, and the uh, you know my symptoms were mild, very mild. Um, I say very mild. 
I mean, the first two or three days, it knocked me on my butt in terms of fatigue. I was just drained. I needed to take like 15 yeah. naps. <laughs> it was. In, well, hang in, on a second. In, and it was the worst. I'll tell you the worst of it, Andrew, was at night. Because at night, I just could not get comfortable. Oh, uh, yeah. I couldn't get comfortable because of the breathing and all that. Well, you know, it wasn't the breathing. I, I haven't had, thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't had any problems breathing. It was, um, I felt like I had a little pain. I've had kidney stones before, like 20 years yeah. ago. And it felt like I had a little something there in the back of my uh, my kidneys that was just causing me just extreme discomfort. Couldn't, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't shake it. No, no. So... And like I said, I've got a little bit of a cough, so uh, uh, or a persistent cough, and I've lost my sense of taste. Uh, I know, who knows if I ever had a sense of smell um, oh, yeah. with my broken nose the way it is. But, um, anyways, fun there stuff, fun stuff. Well, glad glad you're doing better. I, uh, yeah, good enough to get on the podcast. Yeah, glad you're doing better. Luckily, luckily we've been COVID free. At our house and with all of our immediate family and all that, we've all been COVID-free. So, yeah, we've we've been, we've just been taking it easy, trying to trying to steer clear of people and all that, and just do our thing. You know, I I thought if there was one person in the world that was made for socially distancing himself from people, um, considering how much I don't like people, I thought it would be me. <laughs> But uh, no such luck. Somehow or another, I got it. And um, even though we, you know, wash our hands and wipe everything down and, you know, wearing masks and uh, it still somehow or another found our found its way to us. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I got it. My wife has it now. And um, thankfully, the kids haven't haven't got it. So uh, that's that's a that's a good sign. But uh, yeah, fun times. And, yeah, and, and hey, how about last week? If there was a week to take off and to sit around and li- have listened to nothing but CNN and MSNBC and all your other news, stupid news was, channels, that was that was the week to do Holy it. smokes! <laughs> I mean, could I have picked a worse week to sit at home? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. You need you need to do like I've done and and delete all of the all of the news out of your life. I'm telling you what. Um, you know, it was Georgia this, Georgia that, Democrats this, Republicans that. And then uh, all of a sudden it was like storming the castle this and, uh, uh, you know, just, in, insurrection that. And I'm thinking. It's just nauseating. Well, it's nauseating, but holy, it, it was just never ending. Never, yes. never ending. The only thing, um, I mean, it was it was kind of like the, the OJ trial all of a sudden. It was just, yeah, just all-consuming. Couldn't get away from it, yeah. I could not get away from it. As much it's as only- I tried to focus on football or, uh, or, or, or you know, uh, basketball or something uh, other than, you know, just ugly real life, I was like, dang, what, why, why this week of all weeks? Why, why couldn't yeah. I have been working? You know, we, and, and you know this, that we, we cut cable uh, several years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, so we don't have live TV in our house. And, you know, that's a saving grace because you don't have the news and all that stuff in front of you all the time. And, you know, my Twitter account and Facebook account and all that, I've, I've gotten rid of most of everybody that's news related and all that. So I try to, I, I steer clear of Twitter as much as I can, yep. unless it's, I've got a lot of sports people on there that I follow. So like football playoff on Monday night and when OU played the other day and all that, you know, I'll, I'll get on Twitter and, and try to follow along with those people and get, see what their analysis of what's going on is. 
you, you inevitably get the the retweet from somebody or or the random tweet that comes through that you read and you and you and you see that stuff. But you know, I go over to my parents to pick up my daughter after work, and and they've got it on TV, and I immediately walk in and just reach over and turn the TV off, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, it's uh, it's just nauseating and just gives you a headache. You to know, listen to it. I I don't mind it if they report the news. But it's it's when folks um, start expounding and opinionating and uh, you know, yes. or, that's not even a word. Opinionating, opining is the word. Um, boy, it just. Uh, anyways, the the, yeah. the one thing that struck out stuck out to me was at the top of every hour and at the bottom of every hour there was always breaking news, and the breaking news was always the same damn thing over and over again. Breaking news, yeah. Breaking news. Eight yeah. hours ago, somebody launched himself into space. No. Yeah, I'm kind of the mindset that that you don't care about my opinion any more than I care about your opinion. And I don't want to sit and watch somebody on TV give me their opinion because I really don't care about that one. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I just I, I just wish they would give the viewer a little bit of credit for being able to make up their own mind and you just what? tell us what's happening. But I guess that's kind of the, the state of play go, that we live in nowadays. Where go, Yeah, go back to the old days where... Give give me the news and let me form an opinion of what's going on. Yeah. Don't, don't give me the news and then tell me what I need to think about and what my opinion should be about what's going on, right? Crazy, crazy. So, yeah. Hey, so last week was a fun week for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Man, when I wasn't uh, dozing off and taking naps unintentionally in the middle of the day, um, it was... Uh, you know, a lot of Wolf Blitzer and Nicole Wallace and, uh, oh. you know, Shepard Smith and all the other talking heads out there telling me what to think. And I was just, I would, oh my gosh, I need to find a book or something. I would, I would much rather go out to the garage and grab my pliers and start ripping my toenails off. Well, that's why I was so happy when hockey actually showed up, even though it was, uh, you know, Midland, Jamestown, and Iowa State, Missouri State, and McKendry, Maryville. I was thrilled to have something to distract me there for a little while. <laughs> I, I hear you. So, I hear you. All righty there, Andrew. Well, hey, anything, uh, any big revelations, any resolutions that you've made here for the new year? So we haven't talked since December, so you I said say it's been a while. You said Santa didn't bring you much for Christmas in terms of a lump of coal. No. So uh, what about any New Year's resolutions? Going to lose weight? Going to lose? Going to do better at uh, at your job? You're going to do uh, fix well, the top, Zamboni again or what? I'm, I'm a top performer there, so that wouldn't be much of a resolution. You're going to get in so much trouble for that one comment. Yeah, that's all right. Your, your boss, assuming that he can find the podcast, is going to hear that. I was gonna say that that'd be like that'd be like a self-inflicted gunshot. I'd have to go pull up the podcast for him and let him listen to it, <laughs> and then he'd have, then he'd yell at me. So oh I'm not gosh. worried. Oh, yeah, don't I'm make me laugh. I'm gonna start coughing. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, so any re, I, what resolutions do you have there, Andrew? So so I did have one resolution for uh, the new year going into it. it yeah, was, I was gonna be nicer to everybody and to people, including me. Well, yeah, everybody in general. Yeah. And it lasted until I walked out my front door and down the down, down the tubes it went. So here I am again. May, there's always next year. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. There is there is always next year. So yeah. so what happened when you walked out the door? What was there like a dog taking a poop or something or uh, or what? Well, you know, I 
You one of your neighbors? Yeah, one of the neighbors. You know, I keep threatening to. I've got this stupid cat that lives a couple doors down from me, and the and the stupid cat comes down and picks my flower beds to poop in. <laughs> so, and so you know, I've I've been threatening for a while that I was going to get a pellet gun, and I was going to start shooting this cat when I saw it. Yeah. Of course, then you know, my wife and daughter, I was in trouble. So. Uh oh. Yeah. So no pellet gun for Andrew. Well, you know, just uh, just kind of, I'm just going to throw this out there, Andrew. But uh, cayenne pepper, <laughs> um, and a little bit of hot sauce sprinkled out there. Um, that, <laughs> so that'll that'll teach the uh, that'll teach the little critter to go uh, use your litter box. So my 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 poor wife, you know, you know, God love her soul. Yeah, she is she is the nicest. She she reads on she gets on the internet and and she reads all this crap and. She figures out that I think it was orange pills, eggshells, and coffee grounds, or something like that, mixed <laughs> mixed together, and you sprinkle it in your yard, and it keeps animals and stuff like this away. Yeah. So so she's she's saving a week's worth of coffee grounds and eggs and <laughs> whatever else that she put in this concoction. And I go to work one day, and my and my poor wife is out in the front yard with this big bowl of just crap and. She's sprinkling it all around the perimeter of the yard, and I'm just shaking my head like, "Sweetheart, <laughs> go inside." That's going to keep people away. Never mind animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, "Oh, that was my New Year's resolution." I just, I, you know, I couldn't be nice. I had to make fun of her. Yeah, well, but she's uh, what it is. She's she's a saint. She's uh-huh. an absolute saint. Married to you and uh, putting up with you and. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll. I would just name the cat. Um, oh, I'm, na- name the I, cat. I'm. Yeah. I'm bagging the cat before it's all said and done. Oh no! Just just name <laughs> it and and get used to it, and then put put stuff out there. Like like I said, a little little hot sauce, little pepper, something for it to uh, dabble its uh, its feet and its tail in, and uh, it'll it'll figure it out soon enough that it should uh, do its business elsewhere. Yeah, the the cat about bought the farm the other day because I had the dog out with me without a leash on. And jeez, oh, and and yeah, it about bought the farm. I luckily I got the dog under control pretty quick. But yeah, <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. oh, very well, good. Very yeah, good. that's that's how that's how interesting my life has been the past couple of weeks. Right well, there, that's that's why we haven't had a podcast on the regular. Yeah. But you know what? Let's uh, let's do it again next week because we've got Missouri State playing at Lindenwood, and then we've got some other games going on. Um, Maryville is hosting Midland and I believe, well, there's some other games going on. We can, we can talk about that. We'll probably just turn this season or this semester of the WCHL podcast into more of an ACHA division one podcast and we'll, uh, keep spilling tea left and right. Yeah. Let you, let you know what's going on around the, around the league and and go from there we want to thank all the uh 14 listeners in fact i was on a on was on a phone call the other day with listener number 14 stan melton from missouri state university uh-huh. so i want to say a special hello to uh, listener number 14 i hope he's doing well and um we want to thank uh, all the rest of the listeners to this uh suboptimal edition of the uh wchl podcast thank you for sticking through with us through yeah. this uh covid type of a year where i know it's been kind of hit and miss but we'll get a little bit more regular once uh now that teams are or yeah, a team we, is playing now that we've got something to talk about right yeah really 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 i mean i i like andrew but 
Jeez, I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. talk to you more than once a month. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. So, alrighty. Man. Well, and I guess we're I guess we're all Bears fans right now, right? We're all Ice Bears fans. So, uh, all Ice Bears fans. Let's go. So, yeah. Let's go. I, we might have to go. We might have to drive up to Springfield and I'd, I'd do be, a remote podcast. I'd be game for that. Now that I know you can't give me the Corona. Well, wait a second. I can give it to you. You just can't give it to me. Well, now that you now you've gone well, past your time. That's right. That. I'm I'm yeah. no longer contagious. Yeah, you're not contagious. Now that I know you can't give it to me, I, I might go. I might start doing more stuff with you. <laughs> like like that was the reason before. Uh oh, you've already yeah. bro- you broke your resolution already again. Oh yeah, geez, I stomped all over that thing. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, don't pay attention to the Western Collegiate Hockey League website because it stinks. The uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League is on Twitter at Western CHL. You can follow the Beat Conference on Twitter too at Midwest C Hockey, or as I call it, Midwest Chalky. Um, or you can follow the ACHA as a general rule. It's on ACHA men's D one on Twitter every now and then on Facebook, we'll put something up there for the ACHA at the American collegiate hockey association. Uh, but we usually don't do anything for either the a conference or the B conference on Facebook. So screw Facebook. (laughs) Um, and that's about it. Oh, Hey, we'll put something up on WCHL pod too, the Twitter. So follow us on WCHL pod. We'll put the link up to this event and, um, any other things? And you know what we'll end up doing, Andrew? You know what? I've, I've, I was looking around here at the house since I had a, a, a week or so of, uh, of isolation. Yeah. I've got some pretty old, pretty cool stuff, you know, just that I've accumulated over the years uh, for ACHA, from the ACHA. So maybe we'll do like some giveaways or some mementos or uh, some go. contests or something. That'll... Yeah, that'll really bring in the listeners. We'll get we'll get fifteen. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe we'll do something like that. We'll have a little. Uh, let's give that some thought, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm in. I've got a. I'm looking right now. I've got a bunch of patches from Columbus two. Jeez, referee crests. And I've got nice. I've got like t-shirts from Nationals, and man, I'm telling you what, maybe I might even have an old pair of socks or something too. Might, uh, I'd no. be able to share that with some people. Awesome. Yep, yep. All right, here, I'm going to hit the button, and Andrew, go ahead and get us on out of here, why don't you? All right, well, everybody, you guys have a great week. Have a safe week. Wash your hands. Don't cough on each other. We'll see you next week.